Hello everyone, an old guy who knows shit here. Welcome back to season two of An Old Guy Who Knows Shit. An old guy who knows shit explains it all for you. This is episode four, the freedom to make money or the freedom to live. Copyright 2022 by L.R. Holtz. So this episode, we're going to look at a central idea I introduced in the introduction to this season, that the freedom to make money is the primary driver of both American policy and climate change. If you consider that the purpose of government is to make money for the wealthy, we have been a raging success. Except that, of course, if we stay there, we're all dead. So then, if you consider that the purpose of government is to protect society, well then, there's no greater fail of public institutions anywhere in history. In our zeal to make money the most important thing in life to us, we neglected to consider balance. We neglected to consider that the earth, combined with the heavens and the sun, the oceans and the air, provides us with everything. She must be working. She is like an engine with a thousand parts that all must be carefully machined and lubricated and functioning smoothly to run. We forgot to pay attention to that. If it could be converted into money, Harvesting it and then throwing it away, we're fully justified. This is an essential, core belief of our culture. God put it there for us to use. To say otherwise was sacrilegious, like you were some kind of sun worshiper or drugged-out hippie. The freedom to convert anything and all of it into money without recourse or consequence has ruled for a hundred years at least. We have paid no attention to balance whatsoever. Converting everything we could find into money, regardless of the consequences, we have relentlessly disrupted the balance. As our engine of life, we have run our earthmobile hundreds of thousands of miles and we haven't checked the oil or thumped the tires once. What we were pursuing was not true. We were not pursuing a thing of actual value. In fact, we specifically ignored actual value. We gave it no respect. We forgot how to even see it. We made money. We devoted ourselves to a made-up thing. Whatever is true out there, whatever we needed to respect to keep our home livable, well, we forgot what that thing was. We decided we could dominate it. We could impose our thing onto it. We could change the shape of what is true. Huh? Well, think about that. Western civilization has been a process of conquering nature, of suppressing it, of rising above it, of controlling it and using it to do what we want. From the Greeks to now, what has defined civilization has been its dominance over nature. We didn't need to live in the woods. We saw no point in it. We had money, manifest destiny, colonialism, empire building, all in the name of civilization, always taking us farther and farther away from nature, insulating us more and more as it provided us with all kinds of comforts and security. But we had no interest in balancing with nature. We wanted to conquer it, to overwhelm it, turn it into a money machine. So that's what we did. Wealth discovered oil, what it could do, and then everything became destructive. Those comforts and security that money machine brought were very costly. 
There is nothing you can do in our economy today that doesn't destruct somehow. Any plastic, any vehicle, any polyblend clothing. And the sole purpose of it all is to make money for a very few people. They aren't even trying to make the best plastic or the best vehicle or the highest quality polyblend clothing. They're trying to make the most amount of money. Quality means nothing. How much you can get for it, that means everything. Folks, this is a profound and deep corruption of actual value on a societal and cultural scale. Because we, we could not and we did not change the shape of truth at all. We merely corrupted our perception of it. And what is true that we ignored, or was true that we did not respect, has broken our engine now. And so the question becomes, well, how can we find that true thing now? Is it too late? I believe truth can be found in what restores balance to Mother Earth. I'm pretty sure that's the real source of truth, in fact. The truth is seen in the vision of what actually restores balance. There's another kind of truth we must recognize that leads to balance, and which is really quite critical in the U.S. today, and that is factual truth, the actual physical truth that exists in relation to Mother Earth. Now, how do we know what that is? How do we recognize that truth? First of all, I believe we all have a truth sensor that is part of our sixth sense that is telling our brain on some level what is most likely to be actually true. Now, that voice can be very small, utterly suppressed by other people's beliefs hijacking our own. So the other important piece of truth recognition is affirmation from outside your own bubble. The truth will be true everywhere. Sometimes we are swept up and forget to look elsewhere. But things that are true in your bubble that are not true in anyone else's bubble are probably not actually true. Truth will be affirmed by multiple sources. We must never stop our quest for truth, and we must never stop testing our beliefs for veracity or for outside affirmation. Truth is not necessarily a single narrative, but there are not that many options either. We need to find and follow truth in every possible way, because truth is the only route to balance. Lies disrupt balance. And we have paid no attention to balance whatsoever, but folks, balance is the critical factor in climate change. And I don't think it's too late, but whoo, we are flirting with the deadline here, folks. As a teenager, somewhere around the early stories, it occurred to me for the first time that every single thing we did in America, we did to make money. With the exception of like creative expression and charity, religion, we never did anything for the value of the thing itself. That seemed wrong. It seemed that the things themselves were being corrupted by doing them for money. And yet everyone, of course, spoke of how good economic competition is, that doing it for money is even better because money is a stronger motivator. And yet that did not seem right either. But I couldn't see what did not seem right. So now I know that money corrupts and cheapens everything it touches, which today is our entire lives, isn't it? Which 
we live to make money, don't we? We have no choice. If we don't value money, we don't survive. But that has blinded us to actual value altogether. Do we even know what is really valuable? What in our lives has actual value that is not somewhere down the line ultimately destructive? Okay, well, we can find truth in the exchange of constructive energies between people. We are social animals. No matter how we try to go it alone, we need other people in our lives. We need to be exchanging energy with other beings like us, or we stagnate. Between us individuals, us real people out here in the trenches, love and compassion between individuals is real. And it is among the last of the sources of true constructive energy available to us. But, as I have pointed out repeatedly, when large numbers of people join forces, their power increases geometrically. So it is in the best interest of the wealthy to keep people isolated and at odds with each other. They don't want people getting together and joining forces against them. The mainstreaming of in-your-face lying was a boon to the destructors. Now they no longer have to waste any energy justifying lies. They can just make shit up extempore, shoot these energy streams of utter fiction out into the populace, and they can keep the divisions between the lie believers and the truth seekers unresolvable almost indefinitely. The new Texas abortion law is a perfect example of this. Get people tattling on each other for a $10,000 reward, and you guarantee a thoroughly divided populace that will never work together. But Texas's law is only the most recent in-your-face example. The rise of media in general, and social media in particular, has given the wealthy drivers of this machine everything they need to keep the populace fat, happy, isolated, and dedicated to their mission to make money and quiet. Meaning, of course, no reason to vote. I inherited a piano from my grandmother that a tuner tells me is almost exactly my age. It still has wonderful tone and key action, but it's not worth anything because 1950 or so marked the end of the era of every family has to have a piano. And in those years, thousands and thousands of pianos were made every year. Good pianos, too. And then television came along. Instead of the family gathering around a piano and making music together, both social and creative, they sat around a television and received entertainment with no effort, neither social nor creative. Now, that was the beginning of what has become a complete and utter loss of social interaction in our culture, now almost completely replaced by media. People think social media is social, when in fact it is not social at all. It is private, individual, and it is whatever is on that screen going directly into your head. In the guise of entertainment, we have been almost completely isolated in utterly fictional made-up worlds, including the one we walk around in every day, which is a construct designed to make money, not to take care. Since the 1960s, each generation has had more screen time and less time living life. Until now, it is possible to live your entire life online in a completely commercial construct and not ever deal with anything real at all. We don't gather socially anymore. Over the past 20 years, nightclubs have disappeared entirely. Look around. Where is the establishment where regular folks can go out for dinner and dancing? Which was my mother's favorite date. 
Nobody wants to do that anymore. They'd rather stay home, watch their 72-inch television, and order in plastic food. All of which support the money machine that keeps money flowing directly into already wealthy pockets, and none of which is constructive or social or true or of any real value whatsoever. To us real folks down here in the trenches, we're just mesmerized by it, the value of which is all made up. It's fake. But that is what we do. We consume it. Mesmerized, we're happy as clams, and simply don't pay any attention at all to the precipice that is only a few feet away. There are utter crazies with 150 million followers on social media, every one of them a powerful energy stream, every one influencing how people think. And do any of them deal with actual truth or interact with live people? Now, is that social? Is there anything constructive coming of that? On the flip side, those same 150 million people could listen to this podcast as well. They're unlikely to because, of course, I'm not crazy enough to start with, but it is possible. There is a need for something to happen, and maybe this can help. The machine that we call our oil-based economy is not only a made-up construct, it is a made-up construct that has caused climate change. A made-up construct that is killing us, that is an actual, for-real, doomsday machine that we are actually, for-real, driving. But it is also a made-up construct that we can unmake however we want to. The good news hidden in here is that right now, 2022, there is still time to prevent runaway warming, which, if it happens, will wipe us out. It's too late to stop permanent change, but if we citizens, if enough of us folks down here in the trenches get our ire up and every one of us gets to the polls, there can be a true, legal, fully within the system revolution. We can change the purpose of our country, which would be revolutionary. The framers counted on enough of us not taking part. And if enough of us do take part, all it will take will be one election to start the turnaround. What we must demand is our freedom to live. The purpose of this country must not be to make money for the already wealthy. We, the people, can, without bloodshed or any violence whatsoever, we, the people, can vote out the destructors. We can send the Making Money Justifies Enslavement team packing. Then we, the people, can elect members of the Compassion, Love, and Beauty team who will specifically legislate a new purpose for this country. To provide the freedom to live to all of its citizens equally. That will be a start to the restoration of balance. Okay, so how do you change an economy from a doomsday machine to a balance restorer? Tune in next time because the answer may surprise you. This is an old guy who knows shit, signing off till next time. Oh.